today on the anecdotal experience our sponsor is Dropbox. Back your stuff up. You gotta have backups. Do you have photos of babies? Are they your babies? You gotta make sure you don't lose those pictures of babies. Those pictures of babies are the most important thing. You ain't got baby picture, you ain't got nothing. Anecdotal experience is back. I have my window open. My neighbors can hear me. Don't care. All right, I thought someone might say something. Today's guest is Zach Powers, my main side dude. We have fun. I Listen to his old podcast. Those are fun, too. We have a great time. We talk about how to tell your friends. How to tell your friends they suck is a large part of this. Um... Man, I'm excited to go back and listen to this because I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what we talk about, but I do remember I loved it and it was fun. And I think this is going to be the podcast. This is going to be one of those podcasts I show people when they uh, when they're trying to get into my podcast. When they're like, what's a good one to start with? I think this is a good one. And I think that's like high praise indeed. Uh, like the Facebook page. What else? Uh follow on soundcloud itunes i don't know i don't care anymore let's do this with zach power yeah and i think i think it's less fun like i i see people that like go on stage and just like go up and they kind of are an extension of themselves and they're kind of more free form. I look at them and I'm like, oh, look at him. He's like, he's like having a good time, you know, versus yeah. like what I was doing. I was like, I'm like, this is like super premeditated. Like I'm working this out in my apartment. Like I've been doing a lot of improv lately because I just, I'm sick of writing. I'm sick of like preparation. I just want to go and be funny. Just be funny. Yeah. yeah that's no, it. I totally feel you. Cause like that's kind of the thing that like got in my head about doing this is that, you know, I was having this problem, I would say like a couple months before I started hosting where like I would do sets and I would just be like, I would get done and I'd listen back to it. I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Like what? This is stupid. Like I'm not really saying anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, this isn't going anywhere. I'm not like, I don't know what the best way to put it is, but I was just like, this is stupid. It's, it was like, I felt kind of like you said, like I was just like regurgitating this like bullshit that I concocted up in my fucking house with like no input from the outside world. And I was just like happy stories. Like they're true, but like parts of it are like facetious, like you played up, you know what I mean? Which is not like wrong because I mean, a lot of stand up is people taking true things and kind of blowing it up. But, like, I had, like, a real thing where I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like, what am I even talking about? And then after that, I was like, I need to just, like, write entirely new jokes. So, like, I tried to make it into, like, a positive, like, change your work ethic thing. And I, like, made I made it a point to, like, work way harder and, like, sit down and actually write stuff out and, like, think about jokes all the time and write stuff down, like, on the fucking walls of my room and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, no, I feel that. Like, I do that too. I, I I think about that when I'm when I like listen to it back. 
like a joke that no one laughed at or something. And I'm like, that mm-hmm. was so like, I wasn't even happy with that. Like, why did it was just it was just like it yeah. had no substance to it to like even me. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Well, that's like that's the thing is that like you can't. I don't feel like, and I say this like I'm fucking waxing poetic or something like that. Like a like I'm a amazing comic Whatever, or anything, man. but like I hear, truly yeah. believe that like in terms of what I do. I, like, my job isn't to, like, sell it to people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to just come up with scenarios and then try to make them seem real. Like, you gotta, you gotta go up there and actually enjoy, like, what you're talking about and, like, feel like you have a goal or, like, you know what you're trying to say or trying to explain something or come to, a, like, a better understanding of, like, a topic or something like that. And... I, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like that's just weird you say that because, like, these are all things that I've been, like, thinking to myself, too. I'm just, like, I don't fucking understand it, but. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think this is just, like, the road to figuring how to be good, you know? It's all, and I, I think that's important to be analytical about it and think, like, why do I suck? Like, look, anything you do, just look at it and be like, hey, that was bad. Nobody liked that. I didn't like it. And then look at it and say, why did this suck, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like part of being good at whatever you do, I mean, like, I think about it for, like, jokes, and I think about it for video, and, like, making little movies and stuff like that is, I really believe that if you are going to be, to be great at something, you have to kind of hate the thing. You know what I mean? Like, you have to, like, sometimes you have to be, like, God, fucking stand up, like, God damn it, like, there's so many comedians, the fucking jokes are just terrible, and it's like, right. nobody's really doing it, and that's, like, the motivation that makes you be like, well, I'll fucking do it, you know what I mean? Like, and then yes. same with yourself, you gotta, like, look at yourself and be like, this is, I'm a fucking idiot, like, these are just stupid thoughts that are just, like, kind of ramblings from, like, a self-centered person, Yes. <laughs> and then I'm just gonna, once you can acknowledge that, I feel like that's how you go to, like, the next level, you know what I mean? Right, you can go one way or the other. You can be like, this is impossible. This is impossible and I'm never gonna figure it out, so fuck it, I quit. Or you can go the yeah. route of like, I'm, this is driving me crazy because it nothing makes sense. There's so much bad, there's no good, and but I'm gonna figure it out, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's like, it's like that saying that people always say, it's like you gotta love the work, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's the one like solace I take is that like, I genuinely like love the work. Like I have some of the best times when I'm like, I write something down, I think it's funny. And then like, you're just like trying to free write about it. And then all of a sudden, like it kind of clicks and you can like, like I type everything out. Now I used to try to do this like long form writing and notebooks thing, which is fucking stupid. Like I felt like I was trying to be like a fucking poet or something like some antiquated thing. Yeah. But like, now I'm on my laptop and I'm literally like typing it like as I think it like super fast. And it's like the best feeling when you're just sitting there and you have like an idea and you're just kind of like scratching the surface and all of a sudden it like, boom, it clicks and you can just like start going down a road. It happened to me today. Like I was writing a joke about like, Oh fuck man. It sounds so stupid now, but like, I was, the basic premise of the joke is that like my body is a company that's been run into the ground and my brain is like the CEO who was like fucking everybody. And then like, 
screwed him over. And now one by one, everybody's basically going on strike. Like, cause it started with me talking about like, I think I need rotator cuff surgery, like a real problem yeah. of mine. But like, I went down that whole road of like, what if I write this stupid joke where like my body is like a company and everybody's like basically fired, like be, dying is your body firing you. It's basically saying you fucked up. We're all quitting. And then this is over. So I like wrote this whole thing out and I went up to McLeavy's and, uh, it just didn't do anything like just like yeah. shit to the ground. And then, you know, Mike's like that people could have thought it was funny and just chose not to laugh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's like the dumbest thing I think I've ever said. It's like, people thought it was funny. They just chose not to laugh. Like right. it's, it's a choice, you know? Yeah. Well, you know how it is. It's I like, do, yeah. you can be at a mic and be like, that's funny. And then like not laugh. And then the person up there can be like, this sucks. But like, everybody's just like, yeah, whatever. I just don't feel like moving my mouth. You know? Yeah. But at the same, okay. Yes. All right. And I have a story for you. So yeah. I was at a mic out here one time and it was um it was pretty bad. It was uh kind of like a there were a lot there were like a lot of people there, but it was like an aggressively nobody was laughing mic, okay? Um and it yeah, was like yeah. a pretty full room because it was like a bucket spot room, but not everyone gets up, so you have a lot of people there for a short amount of time. So it was pretty packed, but everyone's there trying to get up. Nobody's like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just that kind of vibe where everyone's like, oh, this guy, like, shut the fuck up and let me go, you know? Yeah. And it seemed, oh, yeah. it seemed, it seemed impossible, right? It's like, oh, man, can anyone do this? And then, and I might have told the story in the podcast, but this dude gets up and there's some girl that had gone on before him. She was like hot girl doing jokes about sucking dicks and stuff. And like, he goes up. And he does this, he makes fun of her saying like, you can't do that joke in a room full of dudes saying, oh, I suck dick like it's my job. And he was doing this impression of her and he's like, you can't do that. Cause guys are just like, oh, my dick, oh, me, I'm a dick. Like it was, and he, everyone in the room just, just blew up, man. Everyone laughed out loud, not because they chose to laugh, but because he just, he found it. He got him. He got us yeah. all, and everyone laughed. So I do think, you know, laughter is this involuntary thing, man. It Like, I don't no, fake for laugh, sure. you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, um, hold on. Pause. Yeah. I was hearing, like, mass echo of myself. Sorry. Yeah, it happens. I don't know. It always Someone always brings it up. Is it better now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Um, no, uh, but that's a good point though. Is that like, that's the thing I always tell myself sometimes is that you could be talking and you think something's really funny and no one's laughing. You're like, well, at the end of the day, funny is funny, right? Like that's, if, if it's really funny, people cannot help but laugh. It's like a literal, it's a physiological reaction to something. Yep. But with that story that you just said, is really interesting because sometimes I feel like part of becoming a better comic is that moment where you learn that like, all right, I'm not going to do my fucking act here. Right. I'm not going to get anything out of a joke. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do jokes that work in the past that these people have heard. I'm literally just going to stand here and just try to be funny in the situation. Right. You know, and that dude did it and succeeded. And, 
uh, he was the only one who got last because everyone, it's like a formula. Like you can see him going up there. It's like a show at a carnival. Sometimes you're like, and here's this guy with this thing. And then here's this guy with this thing. But if you can like break that cycle sometimes and just be like, fuck it, dude, no one cares. Everybody's just mad. They like spent so much of their time today writing and like thriving and whatever. Fuck it. Just say something weird. Say something funny about the way some dude looks and then move on. Yeah. It's the ability. It's why, like, I mean, I'm sure you consider yourself a funny guy. I consider myself a funny guy. It's because when we go to work, we're the funny guy because we're good in the situation. We can read the context yeah. of what everyone's thinking, and we don't write bits when we're in an, a meeting. You know, we don't have pre-prepared bits. It's just because we can empathize and we know what everyone's experiencing. So we know what to say that's going to make everyone laugh. You know, we know what everyone's thinking. Yeah, and two, nobody's expecting it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the biggest fucking thing is that like i mean that's why you see dudes who like uh they're the funny guy at work and they show up at the club and then they eat shit is because yeah everyone thinks you're funny work because like work fucking sucks like you want to kill yourself at work and then someone says something mildly funny it makes you think about pulling the gun away from your head you're like wow that, that guy's fucking funny but then when you go to a place and people are like i'm gonna fucking laugh I'm at a comedy club. Like, let's do this shit. The standard is way higher because you're not catching anybody off guard, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. It's, yeah, but it, and, and I don't know. It, and you have this pre-prepared stuff, but I think a lot of it comes from being present and being in the moment, you know? So you have all this, like, you come and you're like, well, this will be funny. This will be good. I was riffing on this in the meeting this morning. This will be tight. Then you come <laughs> and you bring the shit that you said during the Monday morning meeting and the people yeah. there, it's, that's not the Monday morning meeting crowd. You know, you have to say, no. I got to bring to the go bananas like seven o'clock on Wednesday. What's the context yeah. here? What are these people expecting? And where can I meet them where they're at and connect with them? Yeah, no, I agree, man. And like, that's something that like, that's what I'm trying to get better at is to just be in the moment and like be on stage and understand that like, okay, that's not really working. Maybe not continue with the two minutes that you have prepared on that. Maybe just kind of weave out and get into something different. Or in the same time, like, sometimes when you have like a short joke and, and part of it lands hard and you're like, Oh, I wish I could expound on this, but I didn't write anything down. Like maybe riff a little bit. I don't know. I'm not necessarily good at it, but I'm just saying it's something that like I want to be good at, you know? Right. It's a muscle that isn't yet developed, but you know, you need. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. It's like doing fucking curls all the time. And then, your fucking arm blows out. You're like, I don't know what to do. And you like, well, you work out your leg. I don't know. I only really do arms. I don't do leg day. I know you're a big proponent of leg day, but no, I don't have to though. I really don't dude. My body is so big and it's been so big for so long. My legs are fucking good, dude. Yeah. Like 
That part's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Wait, are you still being proverbial, or have you gone literal? Oh, uh, I was being 100% literal. Yeah, no, I agree. You're you're probably fine in the leg department, but... Yeah, legs are good. In the... I know what you're... I like to... The analogy, though, is that's what it is. It's like you get... Aggr- like, you have to be aggressively good at just being funny on stage, especially if you're being... If you're getting started in like Cincinnati, Ohio, or wherever you are, you have to learn how to just like be in front of people who do not give a shit, dude. Open mic audiences are just like, oh, I fucking hate being here. I hate, yeah. I hate you. I hate you. You're yeah. on stage and I hate you. I hate your face and I hate looking at you and I hate your stupid jokes. So you have to. It's a perfect, dude. It's a perfect storm of aggression because. There are so many factors that go into it. Factor one is that like, okay, you're here. I've heard this dude jokes before. God damn it. I'm going to hear him again. The second thing is like, man, again, I spent all day like thinking about this and like writing things down and thinking about what I want to talk about. I drive up here. There's fucking three people here. And then you got like that anger of it. And then you got the like, all right, well, guess what? I'm 17th on the list. Right great, now I gotta sit here, and then you're just mad, and that's like, dude, I'm guilty of that so much, but, like, I really, really have been trying to make an effort to go there, make sure I'm there a little bit early, get a decent spot, like, three or four, and, like, just enjoy the show a little bit, you know what I mean? If you can't enjoy the show, you're just gonna get in your own head, like, I don't want to speak for everyone, but Man, I can listen. I can listen to sets from like a year ago, and I can hear it in my voice that I'm just frustrated at the situation. And now I'm like, no, I'm at the show. Like these are my friends. I'm just hanging out, whatever. And I go up, I do my time, and then it's over. It's like not even the whole part of it. Right. So I don't know. And I I feel like you were good at that too. Is that you would be like, yeah, I'm just hanging out, and then this set is just part of the night. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? I did have that mentality. It was it was um it was a cool place to be. And obviously there were nights where I was like, fuck this shit. But for the most yeah, part it was like, dude, I don't got anything going on. And like I'm I loved going and like seeing you guys, you know, and shooting the shit. So Yeah, dude, I remember I I remember specifically one night at Maudie's upstairs. Right above Cincy by the Slice, you remember? Yeah. I remember one night, dude, we were up there, and it was like a whatever kind of night. But I remember, dude, you went up first, and then you sat, and you literally walked off the mic from first, sat in the very front seat, like to the little, remember how it had like a little side? Yeah. And then chairs? You sat there and watched the whole show, and I was like, Jesus Christ. It was like, that's that's dedication. Because everybody else, you know, they're out smoking, they're out drinking, stuff like that. I was like, no, this dude actually is just here to watch people. And you wouldn't even laugh most of the time, which I highly respect. Because you were just like, I remember talking about it. You were like, no, man, I'm not going to fake laugh. Like, what's the point of that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing if we're, we're all just like, it's like collective psychosis sometimes. Or it's like, and I've caught myself doing it where I'm at a show. And I'm like, huh, like I make some big laugh. And I'm like, I didn't particularly find that funny. Right. But I did it because I like the person. And it's like, 
the mentality should be the opposite. It's like, if you like them, you should like actually reflect how you feel about yeah. it and not mislead, not mislead them. I don't, that's, I don't know. Dude, that's an interesting topic that I want to hear you. Um, I want to hear your opinion on. Cause I think a lot of times I'm brutally honest with people, man. I'm not nice. Like a lot of my friends, I don't think are funny and I'll tell them like, Dude, I don't think this is good. Like, I don't think you're yeah. funny. Even like you're like that, you're like those girls who are like, I'm not a bitch. I just speak my mind. Like right. that's how I'm not trying to. But I'm not even trying to be like. I'm not trying to bring them down. And I'm not like I'm not like that because that girl's probably trying to like low key just make their friends feel like shit. So she. Oh yeah, she feel, wants to fuck with people. Right. So I'm I'm not. I'm just saying like, hey, you're my friend, but I want you to know like I. I don't get what you do. There's like a dis- <laughs> I, there's like a disconnect. There's like like you. I think you're funny, and I understand what you do. You know, and yeah. even like watching you grow as a comedian. Because I, I mean, I was there when you first started. Um, yeah, and it was it was interesting to watch, and I've always been honest with you. Um, and what I yeah, like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like that's like one reason why we kind of became friends is because like, listen, I, I feel like I'm cool with a lot of people, but it's one of those things like you don't, you have to get legitimate feedback at some point. Like you can't, you can't go through your whole life being fed bullshit because people no. want to be nice to you. Right. You know? And it's, and, and it's like a fine line because on the one hand, you don't want to be a fucking cocksucker and just go up to someone and be like, you fucking suck. But at the same time, if, if you're friends and they're, you're genuinely talking to each other and talking about jokes and talking about what you feel, you're doing a disservice to someone by not telling them, like, dude, you haven't written a new joke in six months. Right. Like, do fucking something. You know what I mean? Dude, and yes. I, it's so weird. It's such like a fake way of being a person, too. That, like, we've all genuinely, we've all just accepted this idea that, like, you're supposed to be fake nice to people and just, like, lie to them and just tell them. And it doesn't even matter. It's not even stand-up. It's like, your no. girlfriend makes something for dinner and it tastes like dog shit. Like, we've all been like, yeah, no, it's great. And you just kind of try to pass it off. It's like, <laughs> why, man? It's. Tell them it fucking sucks. They won't make it again. Or maybe they'll read the fucking recipe the next time. I don't know. Right. But. You're not helping. I'm, I'm 100% with you. No, I, and yeah, like I had, we, I mean, like we had a friend that, and I'm going to include this. I, I mean, they made a, um, they made an album. It was a music album. Okay. And. Mm-hmm. They, they like gave it out. They passed, like they gave it to everyone. They like made demo tapes. And I, I told them, I said, Hey, you're going to redo this. Like it's not done. Like you made this, but you're going to redo it. And they did not, they didn't want to hear it, but I hope to God they took what I said because it wasn't what everyone else was saying. I was saying, Hey, this is your first draft. This isn't done. This isn't a work of art. It needs a lot of work, but God bless you for doing something and creating something. 
but it is by no means done. You have to iterate on top of this and make it better. And here is my objective opinion on what it is. And everyone else that was talking about this thing was saying like, oh, it's great. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't it amazing? Isn't this person things amazing? And I, you know, I didn't really engage because I'm not going to say anything about it when the person's not there because I don't want to, I don't want to shit talk, but I, but I told them directly. Yeah. I said, hey, you got to keep iterating on this because it's not your masterpiece. It's not finished. It needs a lot of work. And here's my honest opinion. And it sucked for that person to hear because they'd heard so much positive feedback, but I it makes it work harder. Yeah, and I'm I'm not trying to blow smoke up anyone's ass because I don't. It's not gonna. It's not gonna help them. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, and it's also what you said is constructive. You know what I mean? You didn't just go up to them and be like, "Man, this this shit sucks." Like, no, you're like man, there's shit there and you got to like tap into it. You know what I mean? You got to be like, you're, you're almost there kind of thing. And, uh, no, I agree. It's like, it's about being constructive at the end of the day. And I don't know, there's a, there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. But I, I disagree, man. I, I feel like <laughs> a lot of people, and I don't say this to be like some, a specific person should like quit their dreams or anything, but like, man, can you imagine how much faster people would get funny if they actually, if someone actually told them like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah. Like how many people, like some people, you know, it would take like four years to like really get funny. Like, can you imagine how short it would take if someone like was just like, dude, this is stupid. Like you got to not do this ever. I wonder if it would take less time. I wonder if people would be better off in the long run for it. It's um, it's hard. You know what, man? It's a lot of our ego gets like wrapped into it and our self worth as a person. But if, yeah. if you can do, if you can detach and you can say, "Oh, I just want to get good at this and not wrap up your own self worth," because a lot of times people hear that and they're like, "Well, f- well, fuck you, man. You're not that funny. I hate you. Yeah. You're you're gay. You know, like." Like, what are you, okay, cool, cool. Way to, like, take it personally. Um, Yeah, well, in defense of that, not that it's right, but it's a vulnerable thing, you know? Like, when you make something, whether it's stand-up or music or art, like, you're being vulnerable. So when someone comes at you and says, this shit sucks, this shit that is in the core of you, this like expression that you're trying to tell the world about like the real person you actually are, this one thing you're doing that might be the only authentic representation of your existence in this world, uh, it kind of sucks. And then people are, are, I I understand it, but at the same time you have to like, I, I mean, I don't want to, again, I don't want to be that guy with advice, but me personally, I try to take it as, all right, get better. Like, I yeah. believe something good's there, but I just haven't tapped into it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, I think you need people in your life to say, like, you. Okay, like, you, for instance, you and me. When I saw you do comedy for the first time, I was like, I'm going, I'm going to befriend this guy because... 
I saw you on stage and I was like, he's funny. He's funny and he's a dude I want to hang out with. Like I could just tell that you were yeah. like a cool person and you had potential. So I knew this and then I was like, well, I'm going to give him, you seem like a type of person that's like well adjusted and wants to get better. So if I did give you feedback, you would take it. It would probably sting a little because it stings for everyone. Getting criticism stings, but you would take it, you know, with a grain of salt for whatever it was and you'd, you know, you'd improve upon it, you know? So it, you're, yeah, yeah. you just seemed like a person where I was like, ah, oh, this guy gets it and this guy's like trying to do it and this guy's got, this guy's got his own shit. He's not gonna like cry home to mom when I tell him like his joke about um, being shirtless at a gas station and looking like a psycho needs some work, but yeah. I get it, you know? Yeah, oh my God, I forgot about that joke. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That jogged my brain. I mean, and there's a reason why, because it was fucking stupid. Yeah. And like, it was, it move was, on. you know, and I, I, I think back to that joke and it was, it was, I got it. It was crazy. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I knew the tweak it needed. Cause I got it, but it needed, I mean, we don't have to get into the specifics of it, but I was like, he's yeah. funny, but here's where it, here's where it derails. So you're the type of person that could hear me say, hey, that was good, but here's where it derails and not be like, fuck you, you're not even funny, dude. You're not even funny. Why are you giving me tips, you know? Yeah, dude. And that's another good point that I would like to get your take on is that uh, like people's openness to criticism for bits or not even just criticism, but like, hey, here's a tag or maybe do this, maybe do that. As a general rule of thumb, I don't ever tell anybody like what I think of like a joke. You know what I mean? Like not like I can tell them if like, I like something or what I think about it if they ask me, but I'll never go up to someone out of the blue and be like, Hey dude, you should do this for a tag or you should do this for like the punchline kind of thing. Yeah. Just because like, not because I don't think I have good input because I'm like, who am I? You know what I mean? Like, who am I to just go in and just tell someone that their shit isn't funny? I can think it. I can think it all day where I'm like, that is fucking dumb. This right. would be a way better way to go about it. But it's just a way I don't think of, unless I'm like good friends with the person and we're talking. Um, but like recently there's been a person who's been doing shows and they've been doing sets that are like, I, dude, I don't even know what to call it, man. Like, it's like impressions, but it's like, uh, like a seat, like a dinner theater type scene setting thing. I don't know, dude. It defies genre. Okay. Okay. In a good way or bad? Very bad. It's okay. really horrendous. It's so horrendous to watch that like, it's like a car crash. I have to watch it every time. Okay. And it's the first time ever where in my life, I've literally felt the need to like go up and be like, hey, you seem like a nice dude. Don't ever do this shit again, ever again. Right. Start back at the drawing board, abandon it, don't ever try it again. And uh, nobody has said anything to them. And, you know, again, I'm not saying they necessarily should, and I'm not saying that they're wrong, because I'm also not saying anything. But I just keep seeing it, 
and I keep, it keeps crossing my head. I'm like, somebody's got to tell this person, like somebody has to break it to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what, that's what friends are for. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that that's why I was kind of asking your opinion. Like you, so you're on the, the wagon of like, yeah, I would totally say something. Well, if it's your, is it your friend? No, 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 no. Again, this is different because if it's a person you really know, that's when you could have it and not be worried. But like a, just a dude who's trying to get involved in the scene, like a dude who sees it and it's like, I want to be part of this. Yeah. Um, I would, have you talked to this guy? Like, is there any sort of rapport? Uh, you know, not necessarily. Nothing more than like the most basic small talk of like an open mic. But I just mean like as a general rule of thumb. Like if you saw something that was horrendously bad. And they continue like, to come back. Like would you kind of step in and be like, man, listen, I ain't shit, but you should quit. Not quit comedy, but like don't fucking do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I've experienced that before where I've seen people and been, and I mean, there was that guy, there's a guy named, I don't have to say his name. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But there was a dude that like, and I did, like I told him, yeah, you're right. No, I did, man. I did tell this guy. I think a lot of people were too nice to him, but I did tell him like, Hey, what you're doing is like the laughs you do get is because it's so egregious of a statement that you're saying. And it's so disgusting that people don't know what to do but laugh. And it is not, it is the most base level of getting a reaction from someone. Like what you're doing is not scalable and it will not work. And a lot of times these people do, the people that do comedy are like psychos, man. They're psychotic people and they're, they're not going to hear feedback like that and been like, okay, man, thanks. I really appreciate your feedback. I'm going to work with what you said and try to adjust what I'm, they're, they're psychos anyway. So I don't know if this person's a psycho. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point too. I mean, it's like people are actually fucking insane. Like they have some kind of mental imbalance if they're there in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, but I think it, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying for sure. I mean, I, again, it goes down at the end of the day, like <laughs> people deserve the respect of just being told like, Hey man, you gotta quit that shit. Don't ever do that shit again. Well, I think you're. if you do that, I don't know what people deserve, but I think, let's say you in this situation, if you did that, I think um, it'd, be, it'd be helpful. They might not see it that way, but if you really... Yeah, they might not get it right away. Yeah. But down the line, they'll probably be thankful that it, that it happened. And you know, if you get advice like that from someone and you like, in your head, you're like, man, that guy fucking sucks. Like, I'm not right. gonna take his advice. So be it, man. Don't take it. Move on. Do you? But like, 
I wouldn't really, I would never dislike someone personally because of them giving legit feedback on something. No, yeah. I mean, it's all your own ego. You know, if someone's like, hey, I have a tag for you, be like, you can say to them, like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, no, I'm good, man. You know, yeah. you might come off as a dick, but hey, at least you're being a real person. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really do believe it, like, taps in, like, it really all centers around how fucking personal it is to do it. You know what I mean? To, like, do stand-up or, like, make music or make art or something like that. It hurts because it's like vul- you're literally being vulnerable to strangers, and that I mean that's obviously like a factor. I don't know. Yeah, especially stand up. Yeah, and there's so many comedians too. Like, right. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude! Like, I can't imagine like in Los Angeles. Like, I I, I always have this idea that like Los Angeles open mics are like gold. You know, it's like, these are the people who are like, they're the next wave. And I'm sure that's not at all how it's going down. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's the same sort of thing. You know, if you want to, if you go to an open mic, it's going to look very similar to something in Cincinnati. But then if you want to kind of advance your career, you kind of have to go to a club or something and network there. But yeah. That's kind of, I mean, it's it's, like anywhere, you know, exactly. It's like the gym. Like if you go to an open mic, it's like, like you said, you know, you're doing, you're doing leg day when maybe you should be doing rotator cuff, you know, maybe you should be working on your crowd work when you, the, you know, look at the crowd and say, oh, there's Joey Bertoft here. He's the only person in the front row. How can I just, how can I be funny to, how can I make Joey Bertoft laugh rather than be like. Oh, this is a set, like a set I prepared for like a show, yeah. you know. Plus, I think when you do that, like you just become more likable. Like people, people are gonna be on your side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, I don't know if you make. Uh, it's tough to make like comics laugh. That's like the biggest thing that stops me from you know, riffing on stage or doing those like in the moment things. It's not because I don't have thoughts about something. It's because I get in my own head. I'm like, God, like the worst possible outcome is that I say something that like the comics don't think is funny. And you're like, Oh, I can't do that. Like, I don't want to be that guy. But then again, guess what, man, you can do your tired act up there. And then they also think that's not funny. So Whatever, like, you just gotta, like, trust your gut at a certain point. Yeah, just, um, what I've learned in, I mean, it goes beyond, like, stand-up comedy, because I'm not really, at the moment, I'm not really, like, doing a lot of it, but it's a lot, dude, this shit, everything I'm doing now, podcasts, videos, improv, whatever it is, right now, it doesn't matter at all. So, why not take every opportunity to be as adventurous as I can and take as many risks as I can and fail as hard as I can? Because right now, dude, I have zero, I have nothing to lose. I have no reputation. Why not do the most stupid shit I could possibly do that I think could possibly be fun? Just don't be scared. Yeah, I mean... I I mean, I agree. It's like, 
at a certain point you have to make it fun for yourself. And if it, it stops being fun for you, I mean, what are you doing? Like, dude, there've been a couple times where I was like doing stand up. I'm like, God, this is just like a chore. And I realized like, it wasn't a chore cause I don't like stand up. It was a chore because like I'd gotten too settled into this like groove and just thought that like I was funny enough that I could just go on stage and just be like, well, here's a topic. I'll just kind of riff on it. Like, fuck no, you're, you can't do that. Yeah. You've been doing stand up for like a year and a half. It's never going to be funny. And then like when I legit started to like, write down ideas. It's really start writing out full on like plots and like stories and punchlines and stuff like that. That's when I was like, yo, that shit's actually fun. You know what I mean? That's the point where I was like, this is actually worth doing because I don't know, man. Like I feel like in the last couple months, like maybe a month or two before I started or before I did that host set, I just like actually started writing and I had so many jokes that I was like, I can't even like find time to do all these. And that was like the first time ever where I had that problem. Cause before it was always like you write a bit and then, you know, you try, you just tired out. You beat everyone over the fucking head with it for like three months at open mics. And then this is the first time ever where I'm like, Holy shit, dude, I have so much to like work out. And then it's a cool feeling when like you just keep trying it. And then like, like I have like a kind of like a whiteboard kind of thing in my room and I'll just like put check marks next to things if they work. And it's like a cool feeling to, to see just like the number increase. You know what I mean? Like year one, it took me, I mean, it took me a, a fucking year to make five minutes. That was like barely funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then when you, the next year when you're like, holy shit, like, I got 10 minutes. That's like solidly funny. That's when you're like, Oh shit. It's like working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to think about like, you know, cause so like, what is it? February? It's probably like, I believe I started February two years ago. Cause I, I made it like my new year's resolution kind of thing. to like start doing it, but it's super interesting to think about like how you change. And it's not necessarily like, it's not necessarily that you got funnier because like your sense of humor is always kind of the same, you know, like, don't you, don't you feel that? Like your sense of humor never really changes, but like what changes is your ability to like tap into it and to like recognize it right. faster and articulate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. I mean, you've probably gone through the exact same thing. I don't, I don't know how you didn't start too terribly long before me. Did you? No, nah, not really. Because when I came around, you were pretty, I remember seeing like you were well-liked and you know, you were funny on stage and it was clear people respected you and stuff. So I just assumed you'd been doing it for a while. Yeah, no, I'd been maybe a couple months, maybe October, but I, you know, a little bit stutter step before that. But um, yeah, no, I think what you described is really what the, that's it, man. It's, and it's funny because it's just like, like, you're my, you know why you're my friend is because you're funny, dude. Like, if you weren't a good time to, like, we drove by Terry's Turf Club and you said, fuck you, Terry's Turf Club, and you gave up the finger spontaneously 
And it made me laugh so hard because that's just funny. You like, we drove past a burger joint and we were in mid-conversation. You felt the need to say, fuck you, Terry Serfkov, and give him the finger. Like, having that sort of opinion is funny. It's just like, I love that burger joint. But the fact that you had such a like visceral reaction to it as we drove past it, I was like, okay, you... That's the type of person I hang out with. The person that's like, I have something to say. And it's unique, and it's how I feel about this. You know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. you're right. And you do, like, you get on stage for the first time, and you do your jokes, and you're like, wow, I, I thought I was, I thought I was funny. Apparently, I'm not. But the reality is, it's like, yeah, you're funny. This is hard, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean... I feel like I remember that exact situation too when we passed Terry's Turf Club because first of all, fuck that place, dude. Like you hate it. I don't need to go into it because nobody gives a shit, but it's just overpriced burgers. And it's just something I feel strong about, but like, you're right, dude. It is funny how like people understand quickly, like, Oh, this is someone I want to hang out with for you. I remember like, I mean, I don't know how, I, you were obviously one of the first people who would ever like talk to you. So immediately I was like, this, this is like a nice, genuine dude. You know what I mean? Cause you know how it is. Like, yeah, it's tough. Not that they're a bad person, but there's a lot of comics. Like I didn't really talk to for like six months, maybe even a year, you know? Yeah. Um, and there was only a few who would like actually nice up front and be like, yo, what up here? You know, just talk and like shoot the shit. But I remember doing like, fucking i don't know why but you had this joke i don't know if you still do it where it's talking about like i don't even fully remember the premise we were talking about this girl you thought was hot and like you want to talk to her but you're like no i don't even have to worry i got spring break oh wait photo album on facebook like i don't need to oh yeah i don't even need to have sex with her i, I have the spring break album from senior year of high school some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Shit, it literally, it still makes me laugh. That's yeah. how fucking funny I thought it was. And I was like, and I thought it was funny. I was like, wow, dude, that is something that literally every fucking dude who's doing stand up in this room has done. And this dude actually has the balls to be like, yeah, that's fucking, yeah, that's what it is. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, this dude is legit. Because I don't know, man, when it comes to comics, like, I seriously respect like people who are, who are like, whatever, man, I'm I gotta take a risk. You know what I mean? And like actually be genuine. And again, that's not all the time. Like there's a lot of comics out there now who just like go to an open mic and just say like, you know, or something like that. And you're like, Oh, great. Like you're trying to, you're trying, there's a difference between the trying to be edgy right, and actually digging deep and being like, here's I listen, I'm fucked up, but like, here, here's how, here's how it is. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like when I saw that, I was like, this dude is relatable. And like, this is someone I could actually be friends with. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the, uh, it's like the authenticity. It's like, I'm going to take, this is some, this is me, man. This is what's happening in my life. And I'm going to tell you it. I'm going to try to make it funny. Yeah, because if you're not trying to be as real as you can, I guess it, it goes back to what I said. Like, what are you fucking doing? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? You're just being, you're just being another fake branch of your own life. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's like the whole art form is to like, 
you're doing this because you're trying to like tell people like, here's how I actually feel. Cause we all spend, we all go through our days just dealing with bullshit and like being fake to 95% of the people we deal with. And then stand up is supposed to be that part where you're like, all right, I've been an asshole all day. Here's actually how I feel. And that's like, for me personally, that's all the standups I really like are the ones who are like, really tapping into that and being like, I'm actually a huge piece of shit and here's why. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard though. Cause like lately I've been like trying to think about if I were to do stand up and like trying to be that authentic self. And it's been like really kind of shitty. It's been like, man, <laughs> what's really inside of me right now is it's hard to like turn it into something that's like relatable and good at times. Cause like what is in me, if it, especially if it's like anger, I have to like look inside myself and be like, how do I make this anger funny? Cause anger's pretty ugly most of the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. But at the same time, man, like that's the shit that makes you a better person, you know? Like that's, I really do believe that like doing Santa makes you a better person because like when you really stick to it and be like, this is what I'm feeling. How do I figure out a way to make it funny? It forces you to deal with it. It forces you to be like, this is what's going on. I can't skirt around this anymore. And I feel like when the people I really respect and I feel like the people who get the most, you know, what I fame isn't the only measurement of sure. like yeah. how funny you are, but the people who are going out there and making people laugh, are the people who are like, I got to keep digging deeper until I really hit the issue. You know what I mean? And like, and that's the thing. It's like scary. It's super scary to like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's really scary when you like hit a feeling and you're like, when you realize how you felt the whole time, but you couldn't express it, you know what I mean? Or you didn't have the guts to like say it to anyone it's a really scary feeling when you hit it for the first time. But like the best feeling is when you have a joke and it hits and it lands and you're like, holy shit. Like that is a legit funny thing that I turned that I created out of like some dark, <laughs> weird, scary shit in my own brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, like, there's no better feeling than that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's really what it is, man. And I, I, I was actually talking about, I don't know who I was talking to about this, but I think that a lot of times with like television shows too, um, I think like Scrubs and then also Louie and Atlanta, I think I like them so much is because a lot of times they dealt with like super just the shit of life and how difficult it is and like being insecure, but they took it and then just made it funny. It made you think like, hey, it's all not that serious. It's seems serious, but isn't it all kind of funny at the same time? And that's that's what it yeah. is. You take that that negative energy and then you turn it into something where people are like laughing, which is like the true expression of joy. Yeah, and it's also like, I forget, is it like Reggie Watts maybe? Some fucking comedian 
has that thing where he's like, when in doubt, zoom out. Yeah, dude, that you was know? Reggie Watts. That was Reggie Watts on uh, Pete Holmes' podcast, man. Yeah, but it's true. It's because, like, that, and all three of those shows, too, like, I get huge amounts of inspiration from that because it's the same thing where I'm like, it, it takes you out, like, the ability, comedy is the ability to take you, take you out of a situation, like, take you out of your own head, and, like, you can just, like, sit and rack your brain all day, like, I mean your brain can just continuously wrap itself around itself and just spend all day trying to rationalize things that can't be rationalized. You know what I mean? And then the cool thing about like writing jokes and like doing jokes is that like when it's done well and you learn how to like tap it, it's like a release and it's you, it's you being able to rationalize it for yourself sometimes. And I don't know, man, it, it really is like, it's such an easy thing to say where you can be like, yeah, it's a release, man. It's like how I express myself. But like, it's a lot deeper than that, I think. I think it's literally people learning how to be people and people correcting themselves and being like, like how many comedians go out there, like not even comedians, open micers. They go out there and they say some shitty, like racist or sexist or like homophobic line or whatever. And they think it's super funny and nobody laughs. And then like how many times do those comics be like, well, nobody laughed. Maybe I got to rethink that thought because I thought it was super funny. But then you'll be like, I don't know. People just thought it was racist. And you're like, oh shit, maybe I'm racist. And then you have to like, it's like the process of like going in, you know what I mean? And it's, I don't know, man. I think it just makes you a better person because a lot of people don't have the courage to actually be like, here's what I'm feeling. Here's why I'm feeling it. Yeah. And people who are involved with comedy or improv or whatever, you know? Yeah. It, it just takes guts to be like, right. here's what I feel. And this is why I feel it. Yeah. It does to be like, Hey, this is what's going on in my head. And then, you know, people, even worse than like, hey, what's going on in your head isn't funny. Worse is someone saying, hey, what's going on in your head is like evil. Like you're bad. Like you, you know what I mean? Like that's its own. Yeah. So I mean, even when people are going on stage and they say they say some like, like racist shit or something like really misogynist or something, I still I still respect it because I'm like, dude, you came out here. You put yourself out there. People didn't like it. It's not like people weren't ready for that shit. But you know what? Like, I got to give you respect for like coming out here and taking a risk. Like, I don't I don't shame anyone. Yeah. I mean, if you're racist, you're a piece of shit. But at the same time, I respect your your, uh, you know, chutzpah or whatever people say. I guess that's the wrong terminology for this situation. But yeah, it really is. It's like, I mean, I, the, it's like, I feel like people, I feel like even that though, like, I feel like that's why we have so much like animosity in our country is because people don't, if someone's racist, I honestly think they could still be a good person. I just think a lot of times, like people have their own experiences. People become racist for one reason or another. Like they just end up that way, whether it's like they're raised as racist or they slowly become racist because of experiences that happen in their life. But I think ultimately it's like, yeah, you know what? Let's all talk about it. Maybe a guy gets on stage and says some racist ass shit. 
maybe we come up to him after and say like, hey, like, dude, most of us aren't on that level. So like, maybe you should consider yeah. what brought you to this point where you're on a stage yeah. saying the N word, you know? Yeah, and it's true because like, in the way that people tell that to the person is by not laughing, by bombing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they go out and again, they think they're super funny. They think you got this like awesome hot take on race and nobody laughs. It's awkward. And then they're like, Oh shit, I'm panicking. And they listen to a recording later and they're like, wait, that just sounds racist. Like people were yeah. just, they were weirded out by my personality and it forces you to like, I mean, what other part of life can you think where people are literally faced with their own feelings like that? It's like, I mean, I don't, I never been to therapy and like, I don't know anyone in my family, does, but it, it really is like, if you're actually digging deep and talking about things, then it's like your own form of therapy. Cause going back to, again, like this idea, I always like come across where I'm like, what am I talking about? I started like, I came up with this mantra where I was like, how many of my jokes are just, Hey, here's a weird thing I saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of course I can talk about like weird, odd people in the world, but like, fuck man, everybody sees weird people. Like, what's the point you're trying to make? You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to think like, okay, like what is like, what is the broader picture here? Like I can, we're all seeing weird shit every day. Like, what does this like almost like what does it say societally that this person existed yeah what does it mean yeah 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 and i i don't know man like it's one of those things that's like you can never sometimes i feel like you can never fully understand it that's like the whole point you know it's like it's that thing that like you can never perfect but that's the whole point yeah that's um dude to make it like bring it super zoom out hardcore like that's life i think life is like confusion if you're into it and you're just constantly trying to understand like the nuance of everything and why you know what i mean how people react to stuff and really be curious and figure out why things work and why things don't work i think that's everything you know there's no right answer and i think that's i don't know I think that's a comedian thing is to like look at the world and say like, Hey, there's a lot of weird stuff that doesn't make any sense and try to, you know, make sense of it. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Like I had this thought the other day and I was like trying to work it into a bit, but it was just like too real or too weird. I don't know. But like I had this line where I was like, sometimes I feel like you can't, actually be a good person like the closest you can get is to just try you know what i mean right. and like that you're never going to be like you can't deny your base tendencies and you can't deny like shitty thoughts you have about people but like the only thing that can really make you a good person is if you're like yeah i know but at least i'm fucking trying you know what i mean it's like it's like that minor threat song you know where they're like oh fuck what's it called that one Rage Against Machine cover. He's like, he's like, you say I don't make no difference. Well, at least I'm fucking trying. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I'll send you a link. It'll work better yeah. in fucking YouTube video form. For sure. I'll I'll put it at the end of the put it at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this sweet ass minor threat song that everybody's gotta listen to because minor threat rules. We'll listen to the rage cover. Um They're both good. I Yeah. Yeah. And I try to like I don't try to be too woke either. Is another thing because I'm. I think like a lot of times, like super woke people, it's this like self righteousness, and I'm. Yeah, you look like a fucking asshole. Yeah, I'm like, dude. You know what? I'm pretty fucked up. Like, I'm. I have a lot of problems, and rather than like, I'm not trying to shame anyone. You know. It's so easy to go out and just like take the take an obvious side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so obvious to, like, go out there and do, like, a bit and talk about, you know, like, Me Too and stuff like that and be like, yeah, obviously I agree with it. And, like, here's an example and stuff like that. Like, of course, man, it, that's a layup, dude. But, like, why don't you go out there and actually think about shit that you did that maybe makes you kind of a piece of shit? Like, you, I don't know. I What I'm saying is that, like, yeah, you can be woke as fuck and you can go out there and just regurgitate like bullshit lines that you read on like Twitter or on like BuzzFeed. Yeah. But like maybe dig a little deeper in because no one's clean. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, I'm not. The people, and I'm not even just talking about, I'm not at all talking about like Me Too specifically. I'm talking about like people who want to just be like the fucking woke police and like just go around and be like, here's why you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking great, man. Good for you. Like you read, you read a think piece on like the Louis scandal. Like good for fucking you, man. Like have a fucking original opinion for once, you know, like, I don't know. Look at yourself. Stop fucking reading Twitter. Yeah. You're not just cause you shamed. It's a, you know what, dude, this is getting insanely meta, but we're here. Cause all right. You know, I came from, like, a super Christian background, right? Yeah. And it feels like super woke people that love to shame and love to, um, like, attack people. It it reminds me of being in church. It's, yeah, it's this for sure. self-righteousness and, like, judging people for their sins. They're just different sins in a different context. Um and there's no forgiveness, there's no listening. So it's funny when I hear these people like shame people for saying a word like um like tranny or something like that. And yeah. you know, say like, "Oh, you're bad. You're a bad guy. You sinned against everyone. You sinned against people that aren't here right now, but you could offend them potentially and possibly." And you're a bad guy because you said that word. It reminds me of being in church, man. It reminds me of being shamed. Dude, I, it really does. And, like, I came from the same thing, man. Like, I grew up, you know, in Catholic. I went to Catholic school until college, you know. And it just, you're right, dude. Like, when, when I feel, it's not even, it's not even people talking about specific issues. It, it turns me off when people think that they have like all the answers, you know what I mean? And it it just reeks of emptiness. Yeah. Like it, it's people saying, here's like a void I have. I'm going to fill it by trying to make other people feel bad. You know what I mean? And it's just not that simple. Like, 
you're, you're, you found a thing. You didn't have a thing. You felt bad about yourself. So now the way you get around it is by like hyper analyzing everything so that you can feel like you're part of a movement that's bigger than you. When in reality, all you're doing is regurgitating like these like carbon copy thoughts right. that have been passed down through like social media and Facebook and Twitter or whatever. Like turn off your fucking phone and actually think about it for a second and like think about your life and think about how you might be kind of part of the problem and how you can get better. But like, Jesus Christ, dude, is it annoying to see people who it's just frustrating to see people who think that they have all the answers and how they think everything's black and white. Like, and it doesn't even matter like what issue you're talking about. Like, again, I come from like working in news and you see it so much where people are like, well, the, the way you solve this problem is this, or the way you solve this problem is this. It's like the people I trust the most are the people who are like, I have no fucking idea, man. But like, I'm at least going to try could be better, you know what I mean? Dude, 100%. We're like preaching to the choir, but I I always say that like I cannot I cannot get into a discussion or an argument with someone that already has the answers. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Like you can't argue with It's like I don't know, man. You can't argue with people who have an agenda like that. Yeah. You're never going to win. You're never going to win. And honestly, like, I don't think you can learn anything from them. And that's also part of the reason why we have so many fucking problems like this is people who can't or, or are unwilling to listen to what people have to say and people who just want to shut everything out and only listen to the opinions that reinforce what they think. And it's like, I don't know, man. Obviously, the problems are way bigger than, like, I'm simplifying it. But maybe if people were just more open and actually willing to listen to each other instead of just, like, shitting on someone for being, like, ultra-liberal or shitting on someone for being, like, super racist, maybe we're like, hey, why are you racist? And be like, well, my dad was robbed by a Mexican dude in 1990. So, okay, well... Fuck, man. Like, maybe it goes out bigger than that, you know? Dude, that is that is awesome. There was a... That is what... Uh, there was a... Po- Radio Lab did a podcast on this guy who was a graffiti artist, and he, like, kept writing this stuff. Like, it was in San Francisco. He'd write something like, blah, blah, blah was here. And it started really innocuous. And then he started writing, like, really racist stuff all over town. And rather than being, they like found the guy. They like figured out who it was and they talked to him. And rather than like shame him or anything, they just like talked to him like, hey, like you clearly became very racist over 10 years. What happened to you in San Francisco that made you super racist against these ethnic groups? And they just talked to him and he just expressed himself because he didn't start racist he started out as like playful and writing like blah 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 was here or something and something really innocuous and then all of a sudden it became racist so rather than look at him and be like well, look at this asshole it was like hey how did this guy become an asshole yeah i mean like i mean the only hope you have in like life is to operate under the assumption that we're all inherently good and then that people are still people 
underneath the skin. You know what I mean? Like you have to operate on this wavelength that you can relate to people. And it's like, it's totally true. It's like, you gotta, man, I saw this article today, dude. I don't know who it was. I feel like it was New York Times, but this shit like really fucked with me. They did a study and they found out that like, in terms of like brain psychology, people who commit acts of violence, suffer more trauma than people who have violence committed on them. Like they measured it. And I was like, that's fucking crazy, dude. To just think about that. People who commit acts of violence go through more trauma than the ones that they're targeting. Yeah. Wow. It's bananas, dude. It's like, listen, I don't, I don't know what that means and I don't know how to like reconcile that, but it's one of those things like, yeah, dude, it's not that it's like that idea of like, well, he fucking killed a person. So we should just, uh, probably just fucking kill him. It's right. like, yeah, I mean, that's, I get it, you know, but at the same time, like, <laughs> are you furthering society in any way? Are you getting to the root of the problem there? You're just like, no, nah, me fucking crashing that dude. So we'll fucking kill him in some lab in like Texas. I just assume it's Texas. Yeah. But definitely know. Texas. No, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. I think a lot of times we like try to cut off the snake at the tail rather than at the head. We're like, well, fuck you, fuck that guy, fuck him, him. Yeah, yeah, he uh, touched a woman's ass. He's the worst. Burn him. You know, we're like cutting, <clears throat> and rather than be like, hey, maybe like for a hundred, like for all of America's history, we've treated women like second-class citizens. Maybe let's try to like human get, history, dude. Yeah, for human okay. history. Yeah, first human history, and then like all throughout, you know, even so. Let's say people that are still alive are now having to deal with the actions that they committed back when it was culturally acceptable. So rather than look at like, hey, what made that? What made it this way? Why did these men that were like considerably now are like liberal people? Why did they behave like this? So rather than like try to address it, try to ask them questions like, hey, why did you grab this woman's boobs while she was sleeping? Why did, you know, rather than say like, whatever made you do that? Because you wouldn't do it now culturally. Like what got you to the point where you did that rather than ask them and get their response from it where we're like, we don't care. It's like, we're just like, we'll cut off the snake at its head have Al Franken resign from his senatorship, you know? Yeah, dude. I mean, you're, you're totally right. And it's like, again, it does not make that behavior excusable at all because it's not. But I, I keep thinking about, I haven't stopped thinking about it since I saw it. Like the, um, the newest Dave Chappelle special, the second one where he's at the comedy store, you know? Yeah. Like he got a lot of shit for that, but he brought up a very good point, which was that, you know, he talked about like South Africa and after apartheid and stuff like that. And it's 100% true. It's like they, after they ended it in Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu and those guys, they really were like the first group of people who were like, they, they kind of said that they came to this understanding that the people who were perpetuating the problem weren't necessarily, you know, criminals they were victims of the society that they came up in you know what i mean they saw them as victims they're like there's no point in us like 
throwing them all in jail or killing them. It's like, we're not doing anything. You have to get a deeper understanding of how, right. what it's like to grow up and like be ingrained with those thoughts and stuff like that. I don't know, man. Again, like that makes it sound like I'm fucking like I'm some kind of an apologist for people who like beat up women, which is, you know, couldn't be further from the truth, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like you really got to look at like, think about your tendencies and think about the things you've done and then not necessarily blame it on someone else, but understand that like you're a byproduct of like your environment. You know what I mean? Like you got to learn once you can recognize that that's how you can, kind of break free and become a better person in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're, I think that there will be a turn where we, there will be a lot more apologists. Cause I, which is sounds weird, even like rape apologists and stuff. I think there will be a turn where it's like, Hey, let's, um, let's figure out why there are so many people raping, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, and dude, if you're a rape apologist, like, fuck you, man. Like, that's super shitty, and you're a fucking idiot. But at the same time, like, why don't you tell me why? Like, why don't we figure this out? Like, you just keep glossing over the problem and keep burying fucking seeds, but everything's going to grow eventually, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we just got to gotta listen, you know? Yeah, and it's just like a, I don't know, I feel dumb sometimes. I'm like, yeah, that's such an obvious thing to say, that we all got to come to listen. We got to come together and listen. But, like, man, if people actually believe this shit, this would be, a lot of this shit would be resolving itself way sooner than it did. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's, um, just don't react emotionally and try to understand people a little more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Get out there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna hold my breath, but fuck, man. Get out there. Fucking. I heard about some news in LA. Tell me about this. There's this uh, Rodney King fellow. Is something going on out there with him? Yeah, yeah. Rodney King, dude. A lot of riots out here, man. It's crazy. It's been going wow, on for dude. like. 50 years, are you, dude. Are you okay? Like, is everything all right? Um, I just heard about this. I had no idea. Uh, it's happening, like, right now, right? Yeah, actually, I got to go. I got to go out there and uh, get involved. So, uh... Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, get get out there, man. Like, be safe, but, you know, I'm going to watch the news, figure it, figure it out. Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. All right. Yeah. You want to plug anything? <laughs> or do you want to continue that bit? <laughs> No, I mean it's stupid. I'm ranting for her. What do you What do you got? What do you got going on? <laughs> what What? Let me plug my shows. Uh, no, um, <laughs> no, I don't have any shows. Like, uh, I got like some. I'm on a show that Wayne Nemeth put me on, and like, he's doing this bomb bombs away comedy shows. Have been really good. Doing something at uh, Taft next month, I think. And uh, other than that, I'll just, you know, I'll be the guy at the open mic who's uh, just trying to keep things positive and smile and uh, have a good time and watch your set, you know? I'll be that dude. You can come catch me there. Yeah, dude. Sit in my seat. Yeah, dude. I I am going to fill your seat. I'm going to take that as like a philosophical approach. Like, someone, no, no one's filled your seat in that sense. Yeah. Nobody's done it. And I'll be the one. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to do it. See how long it takes you to get jaded, like I did. I wasn't. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say how long is it gonna take me before people are like, "You need to fucking leave. You need to get out of here." Yeah. You either need to fake laugh at people's jokes or not sit in the front row. Fake laugh. Don't sit in the front row. Smoke during sets. Yeah. Uh, get real drunk and uh, yeah, just make sure to riff on stage without uh, any idea of direction of where you're going. Yep. No preparation. No respect for anyone. Yep. That sounds good. I can do that. Well, cool, man. Um, what's uh, I want to talk, dude? Yeah, we haven't talked talk. in like a while. Yeah, man. I don't think we've talked. I feel like we haven't even talked since like you left. Like, I mean, like other than texting, you know. Yeah, we. I mean, we Facebook chat a decent amount. Yeah. Oh no. Well, anytime you yeah, want to do it. Yeah, it good talking to you. Yeah, man. Let's um, let's pretend to hang up the phone. I have one more question to ask you, but I want to ask it in private. I want to know who. I want to know if I know the person that's doing the very avant-garde bullshit. Um. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, later, man. All right, dude. See ya. All right, peace. <laughs>